afternoon, the Red Debate listeners. You've got Chris Smith here, and I'm joined by Mr. Vigazi. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, good, mate. Excited for the game. So, um, we're actually en route to Anfield at the moment, and going to watch Liverpool play Chelsea. It's the Carabao Cup. How, how do you feel about it? First thoughts... I'm not on board with this Carabao Cup business. It's the League Cup for me, it always will be. Sorry Carabao for the sponsorship you're paying, but it's the League Cup as far as I'm concerned. Fair enough. Yeah, (laughs) I I have to say I totally agree. Shit name, bit of a shit tournament as well. But at the same time, I do want to win a trophy and it's a good opportunity. However, from what we're hearing so far, looks like it's going to be a bit of a B team, right? Yeah, I mean, there's been talk of... of well, I don't know. Jürgen said he'll go strong. I think such is the strength of our squad now that you can still go strong and play what's arguably your second choice total 11. Um, just going back to the tournament format, do you see last night? They go straight to penalties now. Yeah, which um, I'm a big fan of, actually, I have to say. Yeah, I'm well on board with that. It's, you know, this still the semi-final is still a two-legged affair, though, which is one of the major issues with this tournament. And, it, you know, do you remember that January when... Uh, Mane was out. Was it Southampton? Southampton, wasn't it? No, two seasons ago, when yeah. we lost, when we lost Mane, and we just fell to pieces in January, and we had the two-legged um, semi. That that comes at the wrong time. Uh, on the up, upside for the League Cup, at least it's an early trophy. That if you do win it, you know it's in the bag early, um, and it can hopefully set momentum for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's true. And, and just um, you mentioned last night, just a little shout out, I guess, for our, our boy Harry Wilson, who. We've touted and plugged quite a lot on this podcast. Yeah, five times Harry Wilson. See a celebration. <laughs> yeah, loved it. Absolute class. And he said as well, didn't he, before the game that he wants to do United. And, and fair play, he really fucking did. Um, if you haven't seen the goal, check it out on Twitter. It's an absolute screamer free kick. Yeah, it's been a good week for Harry Wilson. He scored, he scored his first Derby goal against Brentford as well the other day. Um, at home for Derby. Um, and one of my brother's uni mates, actually, is from the same town or village in North Wales as Harry Wilson said he's an absolutely massive Liverpool fan and he's totally heart set on becoming a Liverpool player and he'll do anything in his powers have you seen I think I've said this on here before actually but have you seen his Twitter profile pic is still him in a Liverpool player? yeah yeah I do rate that even though he tweets about Derby I love it from Wilson yeah it's a massive opportunity for him isn't it um, it, it looks like Derby are going to be challenging for the playoffs again this season and if he hits form he can really be the difference for them yeah, I'd, I'd actually love to draw them in the cup if we progress tonight. But yeah, but then he wouldn't be able to play against he us. Would, would he? he wouldn't <laughs> be able to play, of course. But which was, is good for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or perhaps, perhaps I'll change my tune. Perhaps it would be nice for Derby to have a decent run in the League Cup and him to get to face a few more Premiership opposition. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So back to tonight. Um, so Minnelay has been confirmed to start in goal. Um, it seems like Solanke will play as well. Uh, but we were saying that, yeah, as you said, like our squad is actually quite strong this year. So though it's a bit of a B team, likely, um, the likes of Lovren and Co probably would have been in a lot of people starting eleven at, at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, who are you most excited to see? Um, I'm very excited to watch Navigator play. Um, Fabinho, of course, it'll be the first glimpse of Fabinho playing in a competitive fixture, other than that mad thirty seconds where he gave away a free kick against PSG. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I'm looking forward to seeing those two and Shakiri. Um, but I mean, I, I've never failed to be impressed by Dom Solanke. I know, I know, we differ in opinion on that. We certainly do. <laughs> it, it, it's a big game for him. Like not only on in terms of his Liverpool career, but also in terms of his professional career. It's, I mean, he's ex-Chelsea. He'll have a point to prove. 
you, you could almost argue that whilst Chelsea don't develop players as well as we do, um, I mean, I can't speak for Sarri, but over, over the t- course of time, Chelsea have shown not to. You could argue that he would have pro- possibly had more of a look in at Chelsea this season than he does here this season. Yeah, I mean, what do, what do you think? He's well down the packing order for us now, is he, is he not? He, yeah, I, I think he's going to really struggle for game time here, which is it's unfortunate. Um, you know, Sturridge's return is probably, well, it's definitely bad news for him. And it does seem that when he does play, he's now actually not playing in his favourite position in the central role. So if he does play with Sturridge up front tonight, it'll be interesting to see if who's who's the sole striker who gets asked to do the trap back work. And I'm pretty sure because of his um, higher defensive work rate, I think it, I wouldn't be surprised if he was stuck out on the left. Yeah, I mean one of the one of the most sort of telling tactical performances in our recent history for me was that away game against sorry yeah sorry the game against Brighton at the end of last season that we needed to win to clinch fourth. Um, when we played what looked like it may have been a 4-4-2 when the players line up but it ended up being a bit of a 4-2-2-2 with Solanke and Firmino kind of interchanging between a 9 and a 10 between them I I was impressed by Solanke's deep work that day I know he scored his goal but I was impressed by his deep work I, I wonder whether we might see Sturridge and Solanke operating in that manner today maybe even with Shakiri behind them in a 10 and then um, Akaita and Fabinho midfield with maybe with one other and then a back four. Yeah, I, I think um, they kind of showed it in pre-season that both Sturridge and, and uh, Solanke are, are more than capable to play deeper roles. Um, and you're right, that, that Brighton game, he was particularly impressive. Obviously got his, the goal, which was massive for his confidence. Um, so, moving on to the other areas of the pitch, uh, who of the likely starters are you, are you most concerned about then who, who are coming in? Um, you don't even need to ask me this question. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. <laughs> so you're a big critic of him. Um, Mignolet, didn't think we'd see him play again? No, he had a weird summer, didn't he? He, um, By all accounts, Besiktas wanted Mignolet, and Mignolet wanted Besiktas. And God knows how we've negotiated this one, but we've ended up flogging them Carrius for two years on loan instead of Mignolet. Um, I think that probably works out best for us... Um, in one sense, if you're talking about the mental fragility that Karras is almost certainly under, I know, like, I know he's come out and spoken to Bild about the Champions League final and said how players like Oliver Kahn and Jens Lehmann have come back from big errors in big games. Um, but um, I think Mignolet... I've always worried about Mignolet. That said, there aren't many better second-choice keepers. Um, what, you know, I, I suppose your question was who am I most worried about I am worried about Mignolet but that aside he, he is still a professional like he still enjoys being part of the Liverpool squad I would say or at least outwardly appears to from his social media um, yeah yeah. I, I think apart from that little blip where he was a bit vocal about being disappointed but that's kind of understandable it'd be more worrying I think if he didn't care yeah um, I think it, there have been moments and I've probably been one of his like biggest defenders haven't I we, we argue about this quite a lot but uh, there have been moments where he, he has done some good work for Liverpool for you know a sustained period of time which are then let down I guess by the, the mistakes that he's made yeah I, my main issue with Mignolet and I've said it time and time and time again is the nervousness that he spreads throughout the defence that was helped somewhat by Van Dijk coming in although that kind of coincided with Carrius coming into the team um, but I heard someone the other day say that when Carrick Van Dijk and Allison turned up, it was like the adults turning up with the calm heads. I think today we're probably going to see, aren't we? We'll probably see Moreno, 
Matip, Lovren, Klein and Mignolet, which we were saying before the show, was our, that was our back five. Maybe even at the beginning of last season, that was our back five. And that goes to show that the, the squad depth is now a lot better than it has been in, in numerous years. Um, I mean, we're not looking at world-class players there, but there's certainly players who would improve almost every squad in the league, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were also saying that, I mean, whilst, whilst they've got their critics, Moreno and Klein are decent backup fullbacks. They really are. Yeah. Like, I mean, who who are Chelsea's backup fullbacks? Is that Costa and Moses? I mean, I, I would much rather Klein than Victor Moses. Oh, same. Yeah, same. I don't, I, don't, I don't know a great deal about Zappacosta, but Moreno's an adequate backup. I mean, he was linked to Barcelona in the summer. He's still still young. He's He's got decent attributes. He's very quick. He's quite potent going forwards at times. Um, does lose his head every now and again. But, but you know, I mean, I don't know who he's going to come up against tonight. Who, what, what are Chelsea Yeah, do? it'll be interesting to see what Chelsea do. I mean, the obvious one's Hazard, who's started the season absolutely brilliantly. Um, I, I think they need to prioritise the cup after say I, I can't see them winning the league um, or even challenging I, I just can't see their squad being strong enough although they don't have Champions League to worry about they could perhaps rotate in the Euro, uh, Europa League so I, I wouldn't be that surprised if they do go much stronger um, almost potentially full strength today what do you think? Yeah, I think much more so than us. The drop off for them in the midfield areas, their their defence, right? They could they could easily name a second choice defence. So this season they've been playing largely Rudiger and Luis in the mid, in centre of defence. They could easily bring in Christensen and an ageing but still decent Gary Cahill um, to play with Zappacosta and Moses maybe. Um, and that's that's still a decent back four. But I think if you drop off from Kante, Jorginho and Kovacic to a midfield of let's say Drinkwater, Barkley and I mean who would Loftus, it be? Loftus Cheek. Loftus, yeah, 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 Loftus Cheek. I think that's quite a big that's quite a steep drop off. And it, it, if you're looking beyond Hazard and Willian, the next two are probably Pedro and Hudson Odoi and Pedro's injured, so I mean yeah, that that is actually quite a start reflection on the strong squads of old. Yeah. Um, so I think I think Chelsea almost have to go is quite strong tonight. Um, I, I am looking forward to seeing Jorginho he's a player we both like isn't he yeah well, I was a massive fan of him at, at Napoli and gutted that we didn't actually get in considering we were very heavily linked I know you were as well yeah but we um, he, him and Kante are just they're chalk and cheese but perfect for each other aren't they yeah I, I think the blend of attributes that Jorginho who's just a metronomic passer of the ball Kante who's everywhere and is a destroyer and then Kovacic who surges through the midfield like I'm a big fan of Kovacic uh, you love him don't you I absolutely really, love him I, I loved into Kovacic Real Madrid Kovacic basically was a myth he didn't really play <laughs> um, but yeah I, I, I loved into Milan Kovacic but just to go back to Jorginho we um, tweeted the other day that me and you watched him at Wembley for Italy last season um, and we were went in with a cynical view because it looked at that time like he was going to go to City after we had had our interests cooled off um, so I think we went into, into it with a cynical view Half, for most of the game we were kind of like Meh, he's, getting, he's, getting, he's not in this and then you start to sort of wake up to a bit and realise he, he actually had a brilliant game um, and he, he's someone that we got linked to under Rafa um, when he played for Verona in 2013 so he was on our radar for quite a while and, and then Rafa coached him at Napoli and uh, yeah we, but do you, I mean, do you think Jorginho would work in this current Liverpool team? Um, I, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know where you'd play him. So he, he's a brilliant, brilliant footballer. Um, keeps 
keeps the ball just almost every time he gets it right but he does lack the physical attributes that, that make the, the the Liverpool centre mid so robust um, well, who would he replace that's the question I know he, does, he, does, he certainly doesn't have the physical dynamism of the current number six Wijnaldum the previous number six Henderson or perhaps the future number six Fabinho I, I think whilst he's a great technical footballer you could argue that Wijnaldum is you know not not perhaps not equally as impressive with the ball but Wijnaldum's excellent technically on the ball and also is able to keep it but yeah I, d- I don't know if Jorginho's got that trait that Klopp looks for I'd be interested to know whether he was a Michael Edwards fancy or a Klopp fancy what do you reckon? I'm going to go with Edwards there. Yeah. I think because we've had him on our radar for so long, it's certainly not someone new that Klopp's come in and said, we want this guy. Yeah, there's been a bit of a history in recent signings of players who we've been linked to um, from one manager to the next. I mean, Shaqiri's another example, isn't he, of someone who evidently has been on the Liverpool club radar. So it suggests it's like a, for want of a better term, committee, committee interest rather than a Klopp interest. I know they cease to exist, but... Uh, the dreaded committee. <laughs> so, having, well, so presuming Chelsea go quite strong, um, how do you think the game's going to go? I have no idea, mate. I, I really have no idea. Um, it's a sellout. I think home advantage will play a factor. Um, yeah, I, th- I have a feeling it'll be quite noisy in there tonight. I, I'm, I wouldn't really expect sort of first game in the League Cup to be so, but the fact that we've got Chelsea here then again in the league added to the fact that we've had a, such a strong start and the momentum is up and you know there's a lot of positivity around the club at the moment so I'd imagine it'll be loud um, and I imagine we'll go at them hard yeah and I think there's quite a few players who have points to prove like Sturridge yes scored but he doesn't want to be sat on the bench every week same with Shakiri. you've got Fabinho eyeing up his first start of the season which has been an incredibly slow burner for him. Naby Keita's kind of in and out of the team. Will he will he start against um, Chelsea in the league or, or Napoli in the Champions League? Who knows? Um, so I think, yeah, there's certainly some players who have big points to prove. Another one being Lovren, who's made... Well, he's in the squad for the first time. Was he in the squad um, against Southampton? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think, I don't think he was. I don't think he was, yeah. But, I mean, it's very healthy. Like, yeah. It's very healthy to have all these players who... Not only you would hope would come in and be hungry, you just you know they will. Yeah. You know they will. I mean, the point you make about Navigator is a good one. If I was if I was him, I would be looking at this fixture and saying to myself, "I hope that Chelsea's midfield three do all start." Um, you know, get, you know, show himself up against those three um, and get himself in the team on the team sheet for the next game. It, it, it's interesting how Klopp's used him really because you could argue that Tottenham was our biggest game of the season or has been our biggest game of the season certainly in the league and he started him yeah that's true that is true and with with big games coming up um, I would imagine that we'll go with a very similar lineup against City for in, in the league for example as yeah. we did against Tottenham yeah I, I, I mean I've got to say I reckon Wijnaldum has played his way into it but I'd say Wijnaldum and Milner are going to both start against Chelsea and City yeah, I think they're they're almost 100% certain to me. I'd be absolutely gutted if, if Genie lost his place. I think he's been superb so far this season. Um, so you mentioned about the positive start that we've had. So if if we didn't win tonight, what impact do you think that will have on the team? I don't know. There, there is a definite side to both arguments in, in my mind about this. Um, I think I'll obviously be upset to not beat Chelsea. It's Chelsea, but I won't be that upset to lose the League Cup fixture. I wouldn't be 
devastated to go out of the League Cup. Um, certainly, if you told me we can either win today or win in the league, I'm taking the league every day of the week. Yeah, um, I'd go league as well. But, you know, I think it's a test of our squad, really, isn't it? I think people have been talking us up a lot. If, if Why can't we compete on all fronts? Today, today's our chance to, to answer whether we can or not, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if I do believe that we can. Not quite yet. I think when you look at our squad compared to cities, there's still big, big gaps where we've got the likes of Lallana, who are good players, but they're bringing on, you know, Bernardo Silva, Mares, and it's just a big, a big gulf in quality off the bench. I think like Leroy Sane is barely even starting for them still. Yeah, it, it, that that's mad. We we were talking off air about Shakiri. Um, and how we sort of rate him up against other sort of first change attacking substitutions. I think if you look at City and their changes are Mares, Bernardo Silva, as you say, Sane coming off the bench. That you know that tells tells a story itself, doesn't it? But I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I would rate Shakiri up there with one of the best changes that you can make, but we don't quite have enough of them yet. Yeah, I I, I would too. I, I mean player for player I would probably rather have Shakiri in our squad than Bernardo Silva for the way that Klopp likes to play football and in terms of the, the areas that we lack a bit of uh, potency I, I mean Shakiri's really direct he, he's he's a goal threat really isn't he I, I don't think he's quite got the thrust that Mares has Mares almost plays like a forward play, starting from a wide position in the way Salah does but Mares is a real direct goal threat uh, but I think Shakiri. It does certainly offer that. I mean, you saw against Southampton even in 45 minutes, he makes that brilliant run off the ball found by Mane um, and has the shot which gets deflected twice for the goal. Um, he, he, he's a handful. He's a handful. I think, like, But yeah, going back to your point, I, I think today's a really big chance to show um, our credentials. If, he, if we ask, ask this question in a couple of weeks' time after the City game, we'll have a much better view. But I think going into this, I, I really... I'm positive. I think why why can't we why can't we just take each game as it comes and and win them all? We're looking like doing it at the moment. Yeah, it's a good point, and I guess it's it's very dependent on how players like Shakiri perform. Because if, for instance, Fabinho comes in and has a blinder today, suddenly we really are looking at five top class centre midfielders. Um, if Shakiri continues his form, it looks like there's no reason why he wouldn't. We're looking at at least four possibly five if you count a fit Sturridge like top class attackers um, Lovren being back I mean the, the guys just played at a World Cup semi-final you know um, or final even yeah yeah <coughs> he, he had a good summer really. he had a very good summer yeah so you, you, we're looking quite well stocked in, in the defensive areas as well if you had Klein and Moreno there so we, we certainly could have the squad depth um, my question would be whether well how good is is player is someone like Fabinho and whether someone like Solanke and Bert Moreno whether they can still offer like if, if called upon say Robertson was out for four months yeah no um, it, it just changes the dynamic of the team doesn't it it does it's really easy to sit there without any injuries to the current playing squad and say yeah our squad depth's good I think if you were to say as, you, as the example you give if you were to look at me and say Robertson's now out for four months how do you now feel about the squad it's a different answer. I wonder who would play there. Left back. I, I actually don't think it would be Moreno. I'd be. I yeah. I mean, Klein, Gomez. I don't know. It, Possibly Milner again. Possibly Milner again. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, 
talking about squad depth, you see how our old pal Neville Fakir has been getting on in the last few weeks. Yeah, he's looking tasty, isn't he? Yeah, and he's got, holding up quite nicely as well. Goal and assist last two games. Slide celebration on Twitter. He's from yeah. the against City. <laughs> He yeah. was brilliant against City, wasn't he? And it'll be very interesting to see if we go back in for him in January or if someone else does. Yeah, he was so good. I'll tell you who else I, I really liked watching. Tankai and Dombele looks like a really good player. Um, we've, we've almost certainly been watching Leon again, haven't we? But, yeah. Um, he, um, going back to Shakiri, I think... I don't know, where do you think... Where do you see Shakiri getting his game? Because when, when we signed him, he looked like a clear-cut Mane or Salah sort of fill-in. Um... Do you, do you, I know we were told that he wasn't the Fakir alternative, but it looks to me as though he's playing in almost exactly the role that you'd describe Fakir as, either a 10 or a wide forward. Do you, how do you see Shakir? Yeah, well, I think he's probably got more options in, in the middle because, for starters, there's two positions, and although the second, like the eight, is more, um, more of a box-to-box, but... I think he showed against Southampton that he can play in that middle role and certainly Salah and Mane are not going to be dropped yeah. so unless one got injured I can't imagine him getting a run of games in those positions maybe restricted to cut performances yeah it, it was interesting the way we used him against Southampton because to use an old Brendan Rodgersism he, he, he do you remember when Brendan talked about turning a one into a two yeah. and a two into a one so Shakiri played as the sort of one ahead of a double pivot um, which is a weird footballing term for just two midfielders. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, as you say, yeah, I, I agree. I think that's he's got more possibility there. The thing I'd say against that is that the Klopp's eight and ten, if you like, ahead of the six, have much more of a tactical role than a wing forward would have. And I think this is not just about Shakiri personally, but this is just about all footballers. I think there's much more of a learning process when it comes to being an eight or a ten in a Klopp team than there is being a wide forward. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, if he starts tonight, we we both think he will start probably in one of the the wide positions. Yeah. Yeah. So the talk is, isn't it? Minule is going to play. There's talk that Lovren and Solanke will play. So we we think the team's probably going to be um, come back to us on this. But Minule, Moreno, Lovren, Matip, Klein, Fabinho, Cater. Not sure on the other one. Yeah, we're not sure on the third midfielder. There's talk of Curtis Jones, but I'm not sure. I can't can't imagine us playing Jones. Yeah, maybe Henderson. I mean, I'd like to see us go as strong as we can if if Henderson isn't going to play in the league against Chelsea. And then the front three of maybe even Shakiri behind Solanke and Sturridge. I would quite like to see that personally. Um, With Shakiri having a bit more free roam um, and, and almost occupying Jorginho. Yeah, that would be interesting if, if we played someone in the pocket top. Yeah, because one of the things about the league game, I'm jumping ahead to, to Saturday's game, but if you're Jorginho and you're receiving the ball enough times to pass it 180 times, the last player in the Premier League you want to line up against is Roberto Firmino. That is true, yeah. Yeah. That is true. Any any danger of, of the Fab 3 playing, do you think? I don't you? think so. No. I mean, there's been talk that maybe one of them will start. I personally wouldn't. Interesting. I, I, if I was naming the team, I don't think I would start any of them. I'd have them all on the bench, actually, but you? See, I, I possibly would start all three. I think I, I, my All I want this season, apart from obviously guaranteed Champions League football again, is I, I really, really do want a cup, and I think Klopp needs it, and I think the team needs it. Yeah. I really do. I, like, we're, we're a team at the moment on the cusp of doing something brilliant 
But ultimately, if that phase of our history goes without any trophies, no one will remember it. I mean, I, I'm not forgetting Kiev in a hurry. I'm not forgetting Rome in a hurry. I'm not forgetting City away in the Champions League in a hurry. But well, of course not. But if you don't seal it with a trophy at the end of it, then it's just like what ifs. They're all, almost moments, aren't they? So would you would you rather we win the League Cup um, and finish third or fourth, and let's say quarterfinals of the FA Cup and Champions League? Would you rather that than pushing City right the way till the last couple of games for the league and? let's say getting to the Champions League final again but going out early in the League Cup and FA Cup would you rather that? No I wouldn't but as you said earlier take every game as it comes and I think you've got to play the games that are in front of you and right now I we're in the Carabao Cup we who knows if we'll be challenging for the league in you know by Christmas yes we'll have a clearer picture but Chelsea and City could beat us in the next two games and then suddenly we're not top City have got a lead on us and you know we're, we're back fighting for third and fourth. You know things can change very quickly in the league, and I'd, I'd much rather take every game as it comes and just think the Carabao Cup. It's not the most glamorous of competitions, but it is an opportunity of silverware, and I'd like to see us take it seriously and just go for it. I mean, we sorry, uh, we um, we kicked on a bit from. Uh, I know we weren't involved in it, but from City, City winning the Carabao Cup last year, we actually kicked on in our season a little bit after that point of the season. Do you think there's an argument that it hindered City? Because at that stage in the season, City were obviously running away with the league, but they were also still in the Champions League. Um, yeah, I did. I think it happens quite a lot, doesn't it, that the, the team who goes on to win the Carabao Cup end up stuttering in, in the league. And that is one of the negatives of, of the timing of the final, which is it's February, isn't it, the final? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, like, do you remember last year, you uh, you wouldn't tell us when you were going to propose, but you told us it would be at some point between the League Cup final and, <laughs> what was it, the quarterfinals of the Champions League? Yeah. <laughs> cryptic, cryptic Very proposals. Cryptic, yeah. <laughs> but one thing to say about the Carabao Cup is it, like, it's taken on a weird sort of role in first-team football in that... The big teams all use it as a chance to play second strings. You know, you see most, you rarely see a first choice keeper start in the Carabao Cup. So, which means that the next tier of teams also kind of do the same sort of thing. Do you remember when we went out to Leicester, and it was like two reserve teams playing against each other? Yeah, that's it's kind of strange because. Would it, well, do you, why do you think that is? Do you think it's because there's no reserve league now? I don't know. I mean, players get... Yeah, that's a big factor, but players get big contracts. So I should imagine that agents negotiate some playing time. If you're Mignolet's agent, it's very hard to go to a club next summer and say, look, Simon's still relevant, like he's still a top keeper, if you've got nothing to go on. So I wonder whether... I mean, obviously it wouldn't have been in Mignolet's contract, but I wonder whether there's an element of promises that... You know, right? You are the league cup keeper. You will get your number of games, depending how far we go in it. I mean, you see it happen, don't you? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I think certainly in terms of like bedding young players in, you look at the likes of Phil Foden at Man City, and there aren't many other gaps for them. That's true. It does provide a nice platform um, for the youngsters, and Dom Solanke is a good example for us. If if he does get minutes, Curtis Jones is another one for us because. There's, there's less risk, isn't there? If you get knocked out of the cup, it's not the end of the season. Um, whereas if, if we do lose to Chelsea and City in the league, for example, then it changes the complexion of the season completely for us. So you, you're much more likely to blood a youngster in a cup game, especially the third round of it. Um, 
than you know an important league game or the Champions League, for example. Yeah. The more we've been talking about it, actually, the magnitude of the next two league games is is ridiculous. They're huge, yeah, and, th- and that kind of puts it into context of what we're saying about who you should play because. So we've got it's Napoli, uh, no Chelsea on Saturday, then Napoli, then City. Yeah. Three very tough games, um, all of which um, we could feasibly lose. I'm not saying we will, but we could. I, I actually think we'll beat Chelsea and Napoli. I'm not sure about the City game. Yeah, I think we'll beat Chelsea. Um, I don't think we will lose to Napoli. Obviously, an away game in Italy, in Naples, of all places, is yeah. is quite a feisty affair. Um, who knows? They're a different proposition under Ancelotti, but we'll probably do a bit of a Champions League preview at some point um, ahead of that game and talking about how the group's looking. Obviously, they drew with Red Star, so it's a bigger game for them than it yeah. is for us in many ways. Um, oh, they're, they're pretty much out if they lose. Yeah, I would say. Um, it's hard to call after two games but if they lose there they're out I would say um, at which point did City go to Hoffenheim don't they do they go on the Tuesday or the Wednesday I'm not sure we're they? playing on the Wednesday obviously and then we've got City on the Sunday I'll be pissed off if they play on the Tuesday I'll be yeah but anyway I mean Napoli away whether you, whatever you say about it, it's a harder fixture than Hoffenheim away yeah they haven't quite been at the races this season so far um, I don't think they're, they're as good as they used to be yeah but in, in, but in some ways tough. there's more momentum that you can take from going to Napoli and winning than there is from going to Hoffenheim and winning let's be honest about it City are expected to win at Hoffenheim just like they were expected to win at home to Lyon you know I reckon let's say we beat Chelsea then we beat Napoli it doesn't really matter about the minutes that the players will have in their legs in my mind as much as the positive momentum that we'll get from that to take into the City game. Yeah, that's very true. And I suppose on on that Leon result, they're almost certainly now not going to rest key players. No, they, it's an absolute must-win for them. They, yeah, and there's no De Bruyne still. Is De Bruyne going to be fit for our game? I think so. Yeah. He's on his way back, isn't he? So. Yeah. All right, well, I'll tell you what, we're venturing into the territory of, of on upcoming games and moving away from this one a little bit, but the... Again, the more we've spoken about this, the more I'm sure in my mind that I want to win tonight. I definitely want to win tonight. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that wraps it up. Um, fingers crossed. Hopefully the atmosphere will be buzzing. Hopefully we'll be celebrating the long drive back to London with the next round of the draw. When is the next round? I think it's Friday. Is it Friday, yeah. yeah. Who do you want in the next round if we get through? Honestly, don't care. This, this team's so good in, the, in a cup situation. Not that fussed. Yeah, see, I, I, would, I would actually like a kind draw. So, I mean, City had Oxford away, didn't they? I'd, I'd quite like a kind draw, to be yeah. honest. Okay, here's a last question. If we did have Oxford away, say, do you think we'd still be playing a strong team or do you think we'd be seeing the likes of Curtis Jones? Well, I think Klopp um, puts big credence in the value of pre-season. And I'm not calling this a pre-season game, but it's another... It's a competitive fixture, but it's another less important competitive fixture in which he can tactically embed the likes of Fabinho and Keita. So I, I think whoever we get next game, you're probably going to see those two. I think you're probably going to see Shakiri. Um, so I don't know. It's exciting. Like it's quite a nice luxury to have to be able to play your two. Like, let's face it. We when we looked at it in the summer. Everyone was doing their predicted lineups for this season, and everyone put Fabinho and Cater in there, didn't they? It's yeah, quite it's nice true. to be able to have a weakened team in inverted commas um, and, and play those two new bumper signings who were supposed to come in and save our midfield. Yeah, very true, very true. So there you have it, Reds. Um, fingers crossed for the win, and thanks for listening.